0: Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week, we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week, we watched A United Kingdom, directed by Emma Asante and released in 2016. The plot goes something like this. Prince Seretse Kama of Botswana causes an international stir when he marries a white English woman in the late
1: 1940s. I, um don't know didn't know anything about this story before we saw this movie so everything that I know about this entire story I've just learned from this movie i all I knew about it was something something interracial relationship and
0: the, he was from an African country that was all I knew yes yeah, well. that's I think all um, I knew and I, then also, I, um, I spent
1: like five minutes on Wikipedia afterwards okay I don't know what it says about me but i I feel like just now switching to this one. I remember Moonlight better than this movie and we saw this today and we saw Moonlight a week ago. Mm. I was like, wait, what movie did we watch today again? Mm. So there's that.
0: Um, yeah, I I you seem to like it less than I did. I think I did. I actually have like it was quite nice, I thought. It is a <laughs> that's the thing though. It's a nice movie and it's kind of like a old-fashioned
1: triumph over the odds kind of story. and With the most moustache-twirling Bond-esque villains. Like, Jack Davenport is eating up the scenery in this movie. and He's magnificent. It, it felt to me like there were two different movies going on. There was, like, the kind of more serious 90s style drama of um, the the relationship and then there was like a yes minister-esque comedy <laughs> of like politics mm. and because and, the script is so heavy handed in those bits you know like it's so and he says those lines with such aplomb and gusto <laughs> he just really oh, commits to it. Jack
0: Davenport is just uh, he's amazing.
1: In this and then, you know, you give Tom Felton a bad guy role, so he's walking yeah. around hissing everything at everybody in everybody's well, faces. Yeah, it kind of it actually kind of sucks because Jack Davenport fully commits to his bad guy role and
0: Tom Felton's just not that good an actor.
1: He just isn't. We just, but he, I mean, he was he, in Belle,
0: which was the last Amar Asante movie in the, that we reviewed, actually the last Amar Asante movie, and he's just not
1: a great actor. He does the same thing over and over and over again. Yep. And then I actually did ask you, I asked you if I'd ever, we'd ever see a movie where he plays a good guy, but um we i did um kind of i saw um in secret um which is that terrible oscar isaac movie where he plays the husband who doesn't really do anything worse than being sickly and unappealing and they kill him so um (laughs) right that's that's the least bad guy role i've seen him in but he plays it more or less exactly the same as he's played him yeah he kind of like just but at least he does it with an English accent that's consistent throughout the movie, unlike everybody else in that movie.
0: Well, um, because, yes. Um, that's not the point. But,
1: uh, yes. Uh, he just kind of does everything
0: the same as he did Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Like, his is everything. That's, like, how have you not evolved in 15 years of acting? It, it just – it's a worry to me. Um, but that, he, they're not really the point of the movie. No, um, they are. No, they are.
1: <laughs> no, I, that's not fair. David Oyelowo and Rosamund Pike are really good and have really mm. lovely chemistry but i just got frustrated with this movie i think because i didn't know where it was going and the the plot changes focus so many times yeah right like the, the what we're supposed to be focusing on just shifts so often and like where the what the aims of the characters are and that sort of thing shifts so often that it becomes hard to i just found it hard to get a handle on um i also found it really strange that like all the stuff in england is really choppy and i Express frustration yeah, with that. Particularly at the their of courtship. The right. There's all these scenes where you're like, but this is a really important moment for them. Why don't we get to see this? Mm. And like conversations. We never hear a whole conversation. Or if we do, it changes location halfway through the conversation. Mm. And you're like, why are you doing this? This is so confusing. But then we go to Botswana and suddenly it's like finds its kind of niche and finds its zone to like mm. chill out and have, you know proper scenes that have uh, that have the right amount of time dedicated to them and really you won't uh, they're sweet at the beginning but you only start to really feel their relationship when they get there. Well yeah and the choppiness
0: is kind of like there's a couple of these amazing shots of like the London fog and then walking over a bridge
1: but you kind of chop to it from something else. Yeah. Like uh, we're She asks him a this question one of them asks another one yeah. a question and then we cut to a different location with them answering the question you're like why? Mm. Why did that have to happen? I was interested in, like, uh, can we hear the conversation rather than worrying about how pretty the shot looks for mm. a minute? Because this movie is really pretty. Yeah, but it it did frustrate me a lot that they this yeah. constant. Yeah, it, it, of- it's
0: almost like it, Um, once they actually are married and she's back in Botswana, it's like it just sort of chills out. Yeah. I don't know. I like a lot about this movie because I am, like, a historical fiction nerd. And so... Yeah, you know, this is not my kind of movie at all. So, so, I like all the history of it. And, I like, this is a story I'd never even heard of. Mm. Um, I just didn't know anything about which, like, speaks to sort of a lack of broader knowledge about, like... African history or, or the history of late colonialism and
1: the British involvement
0: in both South Africa and Botswana and other parts of Africa and well, that see, kind of thing.
1: I think my the sum total of my knowledge of Botswana comes from watching um First Lady's Detective Agency.
0: <laughs> well apparently this gets referenced in the number one ladies' detective agency. Number one Lady. But that is but those books, which are extremely popular, are you know, written by a white guy. They are um, but that's yeah, good. and the TV show is so great, and yeah, well, and my, I love that. TV but show. my knowledge of Botswana is even less than yours, and it's all based on my favourite episode of Top Gear, which is the one, <laughs> one where they drive across Botswana. So yeah, um, I mean, like there just is a, a broader lack of knowledge about that. Well, and
1: see, actually, the, I think the um, the my watching number one Ladies Detective Agency actually helped me a lot with uh, some of the cultural things and just the language stuff. Um, like I understood some of the things that people were saying and things like that because right. I've watched that show. Um. And, the, and that and that show is really quite has a lot of like pride in Botswana and um, yeah. So I learned a little bit about like what the country is like and things like that just from watching that show. Yeah. Yep. Um. So that was actually kind of some nice background for me <laughs> for getting yeah. into this movie. Um.
0: Yes. So I mean, I think we both have good impressions of Botswana as a country, but mm. these politicking and the absolute once again, Winston Churchill is shit of a <laughs> man. I mean the, um, what do you expect the same guy that sent like thousands of Australians and New Zealanders into Gallipoli to their
1: deaths it's like he's a terrible person I'm very cl- unclear on how on who was prime minister when clearly Oh okay
0: so so Winston Churchill was prime minister during the war but I think he got voted out before the end and Clement Attlee I think
1: took over but from I the Labor Party I thought Winston Churchill was the Churchill, prime minister in the Second World War not the First He World was war. but in the First World War was
0: Winston Churchill was born like in the 1880s, I think. So Did I say he, President? I think I so. Think President he President instead of Prime Minister. When the Boer War <laughs> happened, sorry for the diversion into the history lesson here, he was already like a young man and he was in Africa fighting with Cecil Rhodes and other horrible people. And by the time the First World War came around, he was in the Cabinet. He was in Parliament anyway. Okay. So he got into Parliament yeah, very, like, very young. I was like, like he definitely his, wasn't Prime Minister in the First in World War. In his 20s or 30s. And he had he had control of the Navy. and he is responsible for the decision to send allied troops, which were Australians and New Zealanders primarily, but also Canadians and Indians and a bunch of others, into the Dardanelles in Turkey, which turned into Gallipoli, which I, as being Australian, but maybe not for our listeners who are not Australian, we know, is one of those like um, – terrible battles of the first world war that was really stupid shouldn't have happened just in- involved a whole lot of death and carnage you say i know that because
1: i'm australian i know that because we watched gallipoli at film school <laughs> well <laughs> so i know that. yeah there's but p- you also if you I,
0: actually there's a peter weir film gallipoli from the 80s which every australian school child who went to school here not to not necessarily yeah. has watched that's what point. i was gonna
1: say i don't know much about australian history because i wasn't here for school mm. most of my schooling yeah. So.
0: so yeah so he was in charge of the navy in the first world war he was prime minister in the second world part of the Second World War. So there was a prime minister who tried to appease Hitler called Neville Chamberlain, and he got voted out fairly quickly. And Churchill took over, and he was best known for making lots of speeches, and at that he was very good. Um, but in a lot of other ways, he was kind of a shit. Anyway, after the but towards the end of the war, people got quite sick of him, and they voted him out. Voted in the Labour government, Clement Attlee, and he was around for a little while, and up to the point which we see in this film, mm. where. Churchill, who was still hanging around as leader of the opposition, got back in again and he was uh, Prime Minister again for a few more years until the mid 50s when he they fi- he finally retired. See
1: that bit I did figure out. <laughs> I did figure out that he was clearly being voted back in yeah. because I was pretty sure that he was the Prime Minister yeah. during the war. So that's what happened. But but my he's... terrible history knowledge and I yeah. only know even I only even know that Winston Churchill was Prime Minister during the war because of movies and TV shows yeah. anyway. So um
0: and so he makes this election promise that he will allow Soretzi's character to go back to Botswana. Soretti's um, character. Soretti, sorry, David Yellow's character to go back to Botswana. Um and obviously as soon as the election actually happens, decides that he can't afford to push South Africa offside and just completely reneges on it. Um uh, which like they are like they're relying on Winston Churchill. He'll do he'll make the right decision. He promised and I'm sitting there in the audience going no. Mm-hmm. I've also just watched The Crown, in which is also a giant shit. Um because he was the prime minister when the current queen started queening. and. Um, who also was getting really old and wouldn't retire and all this kind of stuff. But, yeah, the sometimes it gets a bit confusing, the back and forth between London and Botswana. Like travel was that the easy whole, in
1: 1949. The whole movie gets confusing often. It is often very, like, I couldn't figure out what was going on and and it, it should be fairly straightforward. It's not a very complicated plot, but, like, I couldn't figure out who was who and what uh, I, their – Although we had an experience, which I don't think
0: I – I've had very many of, but where, like, we couldn't tell the white people apart. Like, because <laughs> well, that's two of a, them, yeah. it's a rare experience. Well, we also forgot who her parents were until, like,
1: they were oh, yeah, cl- closed right. up on. We're like, who are these random old folks? But there are two characters. That's a, that's a storytelling problem, though, because we haven't yep. seen them in more than an hour. Yeah. How are we supposed to remember them and there when are there's also, so much going on? The, Jack Dab's wife and Tom Felton's wives look
0: identical. Oh, my identical God. Identical hair. Basically the same kind of colour scheme, same
1: lipstick. I didn't know they were two different women. But like, also the same they, they have the same the same yeah. character. It's yeah. the same like so they don't differentiate between those two women no. at all. They're both just mean girls. Who, and then like, suddenly a two of them turn up in her hospital bed and they're like, Whoa, there were two of them?
0: By her hospital but, bed. Yeah. <laughs> <at
1: her, laughs> that would know. be a different <laughs> movie. Would be a different movie. But <laughs> that's the poor yeah. And they're America.
0: um and neither of them are like famous. I don't know who who they are. Like, well, one of them is Jessica Yellowo. So David Yellowo's actual wife. And the other one is like someone who looks exactly like her. Um, eventually it's. They're different
1: ages. You, eventually it wasn't until I saw them next to each other that I realized they were different ages. But though. like, because they're, they're identical. They're, they're basically the same person. Yeah. And, but it's a
0: storytelling problem because we get there and Jack Dev's character's like, hello, welcome to blah. And his wife is all kind of bitchy, passive aggressive uh-huh. towards um, Rosamund Pike. And then. We have another scene later on where both Jack Dav and Tom Felton are there, but only
1: one wife and is one there. wife is there doing exactly the same thing again, being a passive aggressive mean girl. Um, and then there's a self scene where Tom Felton is with what was obviously his wife, but I assumed that they were at Jack Dav's house and Jack Dav. Like I can't remember the character's yeah, name at all because <laughs> um, she was doing exactly what Jack Dab's wife had done exactly three scenes ago and. It was incredibly like it was but just but a story. I have problem. a lot of I I actually have a lot of problems with those characters that I sort of as the movie went on. Firstly, they wear a lot more. They wear a lot of makeup, and uh, Rosamund Pike and the African ladies do not. And I think that was to try and like to distinguish them, right? But it I I feel like there's certain things they were saying about being a woman and all that sort of stuff that's kind of not the best. It, it's sad because there were some scenes that I thought were really really good on that front the movie passes the bechdel wallace test there's a really good scene when when uh ruth first arrives at the house and she's confronted by sretzi's sister mm. and and his aunt his aunt and the points that they make are really valid mm. um and to kind of show an actual other side of this argument that is fair rather than the you know meanies um, mm-hmm. from the um, English government. They they kind of take yeah. a while to f- accept her for perfectly valid reasons.
0: Yeah, and their sort of perfectly valid reasons are also underpinned by the history of colonialism that mm-hmm. they've all lived under. And so not only is it that she doesn't understand the traditions, that she's not going to be the um, – they're not willing to accept her as a mother of the tribe, she also represents everything that's – Causing their country problems and harm, and so, yeah, I thought that was quite a well done scene, and the the way the um the sister in law comes around mm. and becomes one of her staunchest defenders is actually it's such a nice scene. Is a really cute. good story because, but it happens because Rosamund Pike's character puts in the work. Mm. Like she's there, she stays, she um she, she, goes, she goes out into the language. The she goes, yeah. That's right. She's not just – um. she's not like Tom Felton's wife hiding behind makeup and sunglasses and, you know, she, it's so funny. There's a scene right at the end where they have a meeting and nobody turns up because nobody wants to – he's accepting the legitimacy of his <laughs> so um administration and she's – she looks like Wallace Simpson. Like they've dressed mm. her like the Duchess of Windsor. And I think it's absolutely apt because she's- I know who that is because I saw another Oscar Isaac movie called W.E.,
1: which was about
0: her. <laughs> yes, directed by Madonna, apparently terrible. Um. I didn't think it was that bad. There you go. Um,
1: so- He was really pretty in it too. Lots of smoking.
0: Mm. But she's, yeah, she turns up. And so there's a scene where Rosamund Pike, was looking at pictures of the then princess elizabeth practicing her royal wave and she tries that for about three seconds and realizes that that, that's just not going to fly here Mm. this is not like she is the the queen yeah um, but that's not the role that she's is got to play here Mm. and she very quickly realizes that that's not what's needed and that's Um, that she kind of gets over herself. And so then she uh, is able to have her sister-in-law as one of her best allies who then brings the other women on board, which is nice. Yeah.
1: All that stuff between the women was like something that I think potentially a male director might have overlooked and was one Mm. of the, I think, probably the most interesting parts of the movie and one of the best kind of, like most, I think it's one of the most interesting parts because it's actually – Interested in some kind of complexity and something that's not. I felt like this movie was just a little too black and white. It almost felt like a kid's Sorry, movie. Yes. <laughs> yep. Figuratively black and white. Um, it almost felt like a kid's movie and how overly simplistic things are. And there's a bit right at the end where, like, Soretzi st- suddenly starts fighting for democracy where you're like, it felt so tacked on and also so, like, un realistic yeah. or
0: well one of the one of the things i found in my my five minutes on wikipedia is that the time frames are quite condensed on this film so while he does get exiled while she's pregnant and she has the baby and then comes and joins him in england the time in england is quite long like they have another baby in england before they end up coming back it's years mm. uh, and for the for like narrative economy i totally understand why they just you know they came back with a 1 year old but i think in in making it more about the concentration on their relationship you lose some of that political stuff and in fact his the political side of it he where he's like going out to the tribe and finding out all the things that are wrong with people and all like goes on like a listening tour um and he uh that frustrated me because I didn't know
1: what the problems were yeah (laughs) like you just he opens a door and there's a family crying and you're like but why are they crying and then we go on to
0: the next thing and it's that there's no water for the cows and then he finds the the mineral explorer thing that ha- has started happening. and um, But it, they don't really explain to you why until he gets back and then he's like, oh, and this has gone wrong and this and this and this and these yeah. are what can we do about it?
1: Um, so he um, – I feel like almost like the movie doesn't want to be away from Rosamund Pike for too long. Yeah, it's really, really her story. Really, yeah. very, very
0: much about her. She's very much the lead and she's very much the one that the audience is meant to see it through her
1: eyes. Right. I mean – yeah, it it's almost like and and also when they're apart feels like the she's more interesting than he is even though he's doing the politics stuff yeah. and also gets all the uh, great Dav scenes. Um, yeah, well but like it, it does it is, it's kind of it's a bit cause it just, I just found it a bit frustrating. Do you find, I found that she And it was almost it, but it, that's part of that thing where they ju- she just didn't like to shoot in London, wasn't it? Like the London stuff is bad. Yeah. But sorry. But also, I feel like she is better at politics than he is. Even though he's
0: the hereditary leader. She's a lot better at like I think they both are. I mean they they have yeah, she, but she's really good at sort of the
1: she actually has like wicked princess skills because yeah. she can do soft diplomacy really yeah. well. But he can but I think they 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 kind of work better together, which is part of the message Whoa, yeah. of the movie, right? And the, like and that he scene can
0: with we talked about before with Tom Felton and his wife where um firstly like there's this is wonderful bit where he complete he, um, he threats he completely stands up for Ruth. Mm. Like he absolutely wants her in the room. Um, the sense of the two of them as a unit, as that, the fact that they need to, that they rule together, basically that they lead together um, and that they both have skills that they bring to it. I think that's a really important part of it.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that it could have done with a little more focus on, like a, a little more direction in like showing us that that was the case and showing what it was like for them separately. There's this scene that really stuck with me where Ruth goes into labor and then drives herself to the hospital. Oh, man, that woman. Like what – that was great though. Like, But then the thing geez. is we see that happen. We see her giving birth and then not long after that, Um, Soretsi, they have a phone call and then Soretzi's like, I can't do this alone anymore. And you're like, you can't do it alone. What are you talking about? Do you know what she's been doing alone? And I think that's kind of the problem is like that because he is – probably doing things that are actually really difficult but we never get a sense of that because it doesn't care so much about he doesn't have to drive through the african desert just to get in active freaking labor i know but that's the thing is that but we're not seeing the stuff that he's doing the struggle that he's going through to the politics and the the trying to like get all this stuff and like we don't see him being emotional until that moment you know it's so much more about her um for those scenes especially when they're apart that it become when they're together it becomes about them much more it's it feels much more natural and balanced and i think that's part of the movie's problem um and that he's, he's such a good actor problem
0: yeah and and he is he is really good and when he does have those scenes with authority figures um i i like uh i like the way he plays those because and because it's amma asante she's got a consciousness of the the racial power dynamics and mm. you get a real consciousness of that as well when he is trying to deal with these
1: colonial idiots. Right. And so, like, there's all these kind of – I think part of my thing with the movie is there's all these bits that are really good, but overall it's it's unfocused, it's kind of choppy and messy and, and, and too silly too often. I, the sherry. I just remember the <laughs> sherry – what?! That's right. And the hand comes out of nowhere. <laughs> the guy's hand just like appears yeah. with the sherry in it. And that's, that's what I mean. That's, it's like bond villainy. It's yeah. so over the top. There's the other guy, that guy, like when he goes to talk to him, he's sitting there and he's smoking and he's lounging and like it's so kind of ridiculous. Oh, and when Jack Dav shows up for that meeting and he's got the, the hat, mm. the giant hat and he's mm. so all dressed up for it and everything. And you're just like, it, it, Feels really even if they were basically cartoon villains, it feels so silly and so unlike what the main characters are doing, mm. right? Like the main characters are trying to go for this kind of realistic, ca- and and you know Rosamund Pike's saintly Ruth, honestly. Like, um, and then these guys are just cartoon villains, mm. and that is another thing that she's so kind of no flaws. Well, they they gloss over
0: the bigger flaws of hers like there's uh their first date she makes she only walks as far as two blocks from her house so that she won't have to face her family and because oh they won't approve of me dating a black man kind of thing but they and the early stages of her being in Africa and stuff they, they kind of gloss over the kind of having to unlearn your own biases stuff
1: yeah I feel like that's less of her flaw than like the society that right that's the same thing with the other women the the expectations of them but Ruth is the only one who kind of like stands up to everybody and Mm. is super tough and like and you know when everything goes starts going wrong she's like nope I know what I'm doing and I know what I want um which is great she's really great don't get me wrong like I think Rosalind Pike kills Mm. it but those characteristics in a woman would also probably cause her more problems yeah but also I'd like to see them like actually see her like Occasionally, say or do the wrong thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but that's that right. But that doesn't happen. She's well, always well behaved. She's and always...
1: that, and the thing is the except for when
0: she shouldn't be. <laughs> yes, and it it that's why the um the bit where she wins over the sister in law there there needed to be a moment where she really stuffed that up before she actually won her back. Mm. Um, that would have worked better if she'd done something even more stupid and racist and then had to win her back through hard work. Um, uh, because it doesn't really happen.
1: I don't know. I don't know about racist because I feel like she just. Like, the the, well, the portrayal know, like of her stupid. in the movie, clear, she yeah. clearly isn't. So, something stupid. But something silly. Like, the, yeah. the queenly things that she was trying to do, yeah. maybe that would have worked if, yeah, if she, she'd if done... we'd actually seen her trying to do that. There'd been a scene of fail. her,
0: like, on the veranda doing her stupid way. Right. And then, and then, like, after a while, she realizes that this is not working and she gets in the car and she goes and talks to people.
1: Right. I that think, would have made yeah, more sense. But she's, she's just a little too, bit too perfect, I think. Yeah. Whereas um, he's given a lot more flaws and... <laughs> Yeah, that sort of thing. Yes, and even though he's really, you know, a shining beacon of goodness as well, at least every so often he will not say the right thing, or he will mm. like fail to to win an argument or succeed in in, mm. in something. Yeah. Um, especially that it would have been nice to see them failing separately a little bit, and then like you know Realizing succeeding together and they had to work and, together. Yeah, because they're so good when they're together. They really are. Mm. and and there's so many things that you know they they're both really good actors. It's kind of like when you watched when we watched um, Queen of Catway and then mm. like when Lupita was with um, David Oyelowo, it got better. It was kind of yeah. like that when those two were together. The movie kind of was elevated to and, a, and Jack Dev. And well, but that's the thing yeah. is that Jack Dev was from is in a different movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's so good. He really is. Like everybody, every time he showed up, like the cinema would start laughing. He hadn't even done anything because we knew mm-hmm. that he was gonna be yeah. great in the scene. But it doesn't feel like it's the same movie as this. No. Um even and- the way it's shot doesn't feel like he should be in it. It's like that kind of um Instagram focused thing. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Like it's so pretty, everything is so pretty. Yeah. It's shot really nicely. I was impressed with that. Yes, it was good. Oh, you know what was funny though? We
0: were the youngest people in our cinema by several decades. Mm. Like it's it's interesting what this movie is appealing to because we were in a full cinema. Like we end up having to sit in the front row of old white ladies, which is interesting to me because there were men there too. (laughs) There were yeah, their husbands. (laughs) Um, there were men too. That's true. Um, but it was it's an interesting um demographic that it's kind of appealing to women who would have been. Ruth's contemporaries are just a little bit younger, mm. um, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, that that's, that's who's ended up liking this film. I don't know if that's who ended up liking Bell as well. Um, Bell, I don't know that it did very well. It was one of our lowest rated episodes ever, and that usually our, our listeners kind of correspond to box office a little bit. So that is another interesting thing because I, I kept hearing good things about this one, which is why I dragged you along to see it.
1: Um, you dragged me along. <laughs> well, you know, I said I was. That we had a couple of options I was like no united you know, kingdom uncle cool with that yeah um, and um, and
0: i was i am interested in it and i'd like to support amara sante and, and yeah. those kind of things
1: but i'm really hoping that i don't know i'm really hoping that she gets a better movie and does better yeah but it's it's not
0: um and yeah i don't think it's quite um
1: the sort of award season favorite that it wanted to be um yeah. i don't even know if it wanted to be because it's not serious enough do you know what i mean Mm. It just isn't. Like, it's not – it's too – but I, I actually think that I, – I feel like I said the same thing about Belle and the villains in it. I think well, I said yeah. that it was too cartoony and they were too over yeah. the top. And, and it had the problem it, of its main villain
0: was Tom Felton. And he just isn't a strong enough actor to carry that off.
1: <laughs> but it's not just that he's not a strong enough actor. She's clearly going for this kind of, like they, – they're, they're like villains in Disney Channel original movies, mm. you know? They're, they're so kind of, like – if they, you said at one point if he had a cape he would have swung it at this point like yeah. he would have swished it as he walked yeah. out of the scene you know that sort of stuff like hey, but, it, yeah he almost does. if they had a cat they would have stroked it while they're yeah. talking you know like it. they're, they're so well, yeah, that comes cartoonishly back, yeah. bad and the black and white
0: thing uh, and this is something we also said about Belle it would be a great sort of school film right. to show like your 8th graders or something if you want to show them a little bit about some of the history except it
1: felt so long to me so yeah
0: it, I, I didn't find it Quite as long but if you yeah there is that and there's so many like little bits of history that in there that you see so you'd want to watch it i think and then pick it apart mm-hmm. so you'd want to be like watching that in the context of learning more about south african apartheid and isn't because that's really interesting because at this point this is still at a point where the west still needs to be um need south africa as a trading partner but eventually they it became so untenable that they had to become an international pariah, and everyone imposed sanctions. But it's interesting to sort of see that, like, to circle back mm. to thirty or so years before that, and see what was happening and how it all built and all that kind of stuff. So you'd have to do it like in you'd do it as like part of a lesson plan on colonialism, you know? The but again,
1: disease. Yeah, I liked that scene too when he was talking about um, the racism and how they should not be. They should be above that and stuff. He had some really good speeches in this. David Oyelowo really kills it when he gets he's, to do a speech. He loves a good speech. Yeah. Um, he's so good at it. He really kind of mm. fires you up. Um, but yeah, it um, it was interesting as well that that scene when he when the, the all of the most interesting stuff I swear is just within like the tribes the tribe talking and mm. and how like it kind of breaks down what your assumptions of those political workings would be. Mm. Um and like shows you a more realistic kind of depiction of Africa, like that yeah. was all really interesting. Like that's why I feel like that is one movie, and the cartoon of England is another movie, right? Like those are two such different takes on what's going on. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like there's such different, like um. The- mm. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a flash of that guy who I'm trying to remember. <laughs> oh, the blonde guy who's he's he, he's playing like a. British parliamentarian who's actually can,
0: becomes Tony Benn is the character, but I don't know what the actor's name is.
1: No, yeah, but that, that, um, uh, he looks like somebody else to me and I was trying to figure out who the other guy was and his face just popped into my head again and I still can't remember who he is. Um, Yeah, yeah, so like all the, that, that was so interesting, that the, um, especially when the uncle's talking about what if Queen Elizabeth wanted to marry a black man? Do you think they let that happen? Oh, that was fascinating as well, especially given that um, Prince Harry is currently dating a biracial woman.
0: Yeah. I, I was like, was- this is actually relevant uh, because even now, like a member of the royal family dating someone who is black or biracial is considered controversial. There's, She's dealing with all kinds of like horrible racist stuff just in terms of like what the British press are writing about her. You say int- even now, we've definitely cycled back to it much more racist society. True, that is true. It's now a lot more acceptable to be racist in public than it used to be. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I that was fascinating. Cause, well, the whole thing was interesting to me because it starts in 1947, which is the year that Princess Elizabeth and Prince Philip got married. So of course like it was. C- yeah, well th- that's that's I think <laughs> and I think that's I mean, it is also the year that they started these two started courting in real life, but it, it's like that period, that post-war period for that sort of generation. It's like setting up the world that that generation will create that is now being dismantled, like in our own time. Um, and they, they set up that post-war generation, set up a kind of idealistic uh, – it, it sets up like an idealistic world. You know, This new England ends up a few years later having a new young queen who's like it's, it's all different and she's a woman and, you know, it's, it, things are going to be different and we're ending the colonies and it's all about the Commonwealth and all this kind of stuff. And at the same time that's happening, these two who've just – there are also young people who've survived the war and are, um, are now like heading off into a new exciting world where we are tearing down the old colonies and you know and thinking about a new way of doing things. It was an interest like the there are some aspects of that era of the late forties, early fifties that are quite optimistic, even as we're kind of heading into the Cold War and it's all going south in that direction.
1: Um, I was just thinking about that in the context of those opening scenes. I think. One of the things – one of the reasons why this movie feels kind of long and feels kind of – I feel like it was a bit overstuffed. But I think it's because – almost because they, they – she felt like she had to include every single moment of everything. Yeah. Like and all the every real, moment of the it, courtship.
0: Yeah, just because it really happened doesn't mean it needs to be in the movie of the thing yeah. that really happened.
1: Yeah. Because it's like there's... every moment of them, you know, getting to know each other and then like them at wedding and then the wedding night and then this happens and this happens and this happens. You've got to show the scene where the – like yeah, the father designs her, and you've got to show this bit, and you've got to show that bit, and like because you, it feels like, you know, it feels like they're just pushing, putting too much in there. Yeah. Um. um I, 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 rather I, than like letting the movie breathe a little and giving us time to settle into like, the characters. I feel like this is something we said about Belle too, where we're basing it that it was
0: based on true story and it needed, um, and sometimes with a true story and just streamline a bit more. Mm. Uh, or maybe it was Queen of Catway too, where they're trying to like. But that was a little bit more um, uh, conventional from a storytelling point of view. But it does. Th- there is. There's just too much. You're trying to. Contr- you're trying to keep too many things in your head at once. Like the bit with the this journalist. Did feel
1: similarly disnified though.
0: This yes, true. And the bit with the journalist though. Um, the weird mustache guy. Um, he. Nash. Yeah, he shows up at the start, like when they're leaving England, when they're arriving in Botswana, when they're, and then there. There's a scene where. David Yellow, his character uses like is like you know dig up some stuff on the on this mining exploration that's going on. Then we don't see him again for like forty minutes, and then suddenly he shows up again at the end. And oh yeah, here's the information about the mining thing just at this convenient plot point. It's just another kind of thing you've got to keep in your head that oh right that happened too. Oh that's right it's this guy again, and that happened a few times. Like what like with the bit with the parents where we haven't seen them for mm-hmm. an hour and a half, and suddenly there they are again.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. Because we saw so much more of the sister as well. So when we saw the sister again, we're like, "Oh, yeah, it's mm. her." But the parents, we only saw like one scene of. Right. So exactly. it's very, it's, mm. it's 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 disjointed, and there's just too much to it. I think.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it it felt like a TV movie to me. Yeah. A little bit, which is disappointing because I wanted to like it. More well, and then disappointing because the two leads are so good. They are so good. They really are so good, and you know, it when they're together. I forgot all of the other stuff, or well, after the choppy beginning. But even then, I was more frustrated because it kept interrupting them. Mm, <laughs> like yeah. I was like, "No, I'm interested. I want to see them dancing together. I want to see them talking to each other. Stop cutting it off right in the middle of mm. when I'm interested in this." Yeah. So like, it it just didn't give them enough moments to really. And that's why those things like the scene where she drives herself across the, to the um um to the hospital hospital is so good or the scene where he gets to have a whole speech is so good, you know, because they're not being cut off. We're getting to know them yeah, exactly. and see them do what they do so well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And they exactly. really had good chemistry together. Yeah, I mean, they, they feel really like a real couple mm-hmm. um, who really care about each other. Um, There's this little, like she's a little bit taller than him and mm. she wears heels a lot in this movie. And I just, it's, it made it feel slightly more real <laughs> mm. <laughs> to have them as a couple, you know, it's, it's because it's not, movied up like it no it, do- it doesn't thing- feel fake no it feels real right yeah. like and that those little touches you know things like that make it feel like the bit where he's sitting on the on the windowsill and she just sort of sits in front of him mm. like all those little things made it feel kind of like they really cared about each other and they were real people mm. oh um, and, and that i know i've talked about it
0: already but the bit where he he defends her like yeah that 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 sort of she's
1: perfectly capable of helping me out here kind of stuff. But also the, the bit where he um, gets in the fight on the street and she comes, and she like tries to get in the I middle know. of the fight, you know, and he's a boxer we've seen already, yep. but she's just getting right in there. She's like, no, get off him. Yeah. Um, all that sort of stuff is like really kind of, they, they feel like they're real and they really respect each other and they really love they, each other. Uh, they do. And that's um, why like
0: there are scenes where it's the two of them and, and I'm like, where's the baby? Who's taking care of the baby? But also at the same time, I'm like, oh, that, no, they're just they're just so strong together. Oh, really? They
1: always they usually show her giving the baby to someone before they do any of that stuff. I
0: miss that. There's a, bits, a whole bit in London. I assume she gave the baby to her mother or her sister, but um, there's a whole there's a bunch of scenes in London or where they meet sleeping. Tony, Ben, or some, and and when they go to a meeting at okay. Jackdab's office, um, where yeah, the two of them are together, and it, it is it's just like, um, it's interesting. They had end up having like four children, and you sort of feel like they'd be one of those families where like mum and dad are like their own unit and the kids are like, you know, you can get a sense of the family dynamic as them being a really strong
1: unit, just the two of them. Mm. Um, Well, she takes the baby everywhere with her in Africa. I think, I think it's, it's interesting. Like that seems to be more acceptable there and not so acceptable in England or something like that. But yeah, um, there there was this really like they do, they feel really strong together. Um, And that kind of was what carries a lot of the movie. Um, It also like, yeah, the costume's really great in this movie too. Mm, well, I yes,
0: I um the lovely sort of 1940s era hair and makeup and so and with Rosamund Pike you see her like she wears the same dresses over and over again and there's she has like more and less makeup depending on like she, more makeup when she's arriving but then she actually settles into the place so that we use less makeup and she starts re wearing her dresses again and then you see her back in London and the lipstick's back up again and she's wearing a new dress and all that kind of stuff which is it it's quite um realistic like Mm. insofar as you can be realistic that you actually feel like she brought a suitcase from the uk with you know 20 dresses in it and then you see her wear
1: them over the the couple of years that she's in africa but i think it's also like she is becoming like it's her home and that's like it's because when she starts out there she feels a little bit awkward um Mm. and like she's not settling in but then as she turns down the makeup she rewears dresses that becomes her home till finally
0: um, there's a bit where she's uh getting water from the well and helping the other women yeah. build something and the makeup is gone the hair is is just scraped back and and she's in a dress that she we've seen her in three or four times
1: before mm. and sensible well shoes i didn't notice whether or not we'd seen them before because yeah. i don't pay that much attention i just thought i would occasionally go oh that looks nice mm-hmm. <laughs> um but um i mean you know that like I wouldn't notice if people that I know were wearing the same things they've worn before most yeah. of the time. I,
0: it's, <laughs> I've started looking I, looking out for that kind of thing. Um, and I was looking at it when we did La La Land as well because of Emma Stone's character being so poor and stuff. I was like – you, you only see her rewear a dress like two or three times, but you see her reuse her her purses and her shoes and stuff like that. So that, that in that sense, it actually makes sense, and
1: you can you know that the costume designers thought that through. That movie's got a bit more magical realism in it, though. Right, this right. This one's I supposed know. to. That's the thing is this one's supposed to be more realistic, and yet every yeah. so often you're like, no. But yeah, I don't know. It was fine. It's just I mm-hmm. I want to see I want to see all the things that are good about this movie, and then like have them be better. Mm. That didn't really make sense. But, like, a movie that has all the stuff that's good about this. But... There's some
0: good elements here, and, and I think this is something we said when we did, Belle. There's a lot of promise. Yeah. Um. And, and there's something that Sante does focus. really well, but there are other things that need, yeah, it needs nailing down a bit more. The actual, what what is this movie about? What is the essence of this story? What are we and trying to tell people here? what story is the one that we need the audience to focus on?
1: What's the theme of this movie? Yep. Is it that we should all come together? Because if it is, then concentrate on that more and concentrate on the other stuff less, please. Mm. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, ratings? Um, three stars? It's really funny, but
0: I've ended up in the same place. Also, three stars from me. <laughs> okay, cool. Anyway, thank you for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you'd like to read the show notes or find old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of A United Kingdom, uh, it's on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we are facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens at screen underscore queens on Twitter and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye.
1: Bye.